Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old man Grognard here. Happy Saturday. Hope you're doing well. Well, well, well. Let's see. I had a good Thursday game. That, that, it, was, it was good. It was, it was Matt's basic by-the-book D&D using the rule book out of the black, new, easy-to-master Dungeons & Dragons box. I prefer the rule cyclopedia, but if he wants to use those cut down, that's fine with me. It works, with, it works for me. And I actually had a character that survived a couple of encounters with his, with his hit points intact. Unbelievable. Well, we did have a couple of, couple of hirelings, so... Yeah, all eleven hit points. That was that was doing pretty good for Mister Al Fita. In other words, a Fita. I said, if I keep you know, if I keep losing characters, I'm gonna just start numbering them. Okay, this is this is thief number three. This is magic user number four. This is fighter number seven. That kind of thing. Killing the joke there, Glenn. Okay. I wanted to talk about players. I'm going to talk about GM stuff about players. And I'm talking to GMs right now, which I do most of the time. Anyway, I know there's some, like, I think Spike Pitt is like the only one who regularly talk, gives player advice. Everybody else gives Game Master advice because there's a lot of, one, there's a lot of Game Masters out there, and two, it's easier to do. Because you can't, uh, it's, how do I explain this? It's, there is not as many things you have to tell a player as you have to tell a GM. Because players will play their characters the way they play. I mean, you can give them general advice about, you know, getting involved in the game. And give your character some personality and this, that, and the other thing. But when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of running the game, that's the game master. Don't get the idea that I don't think players bring something to the table because they bring a lot to the table. It's just that they're a little bit more... They're a little bit more... Uh, how do I say? Um, a little bit more freewheeling. How about that? You know, they, They've got the power of I can do whatever I want in the game. I mean, yes, there's consequences, but I can attempt anything I want and I can play my character any way I want. Now, like I said, there's still some advice to give them, just not as much. But I want to talk to the game masters about the players. And I'm not talking about what to do when a player is being rude or disruptive or just not cooperating. You know, not not the negative stuff this time. I want to talk about a positive. And what I'm saying to them is, and, and this is this is sounds like it should go without saying, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Listen to your players. Now I've said that in context of other things before, and other people have said that in context of things before, like blogs and other podcasts and things like that, even videos. But you got I just real it was a while ago before I realized I'm not listening to my players. It's real easy for a game master to get out of the habit of listening to his players. 
because he's got so much going on. He's got the adventure. He's got the monsters to deal with. He's got NPCs. This, I got to prep for this, and I got to prep for that, and it's this, 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 that thing, the other. And they can get lost in the shuffle. They really can. You know, players should be an endless font of ideas and game direction and things to throw at them, everything, if you just listen to them. And what I mean by listening to them is not only listen to them at the table, but listen to their characters. And let me define that even further. If they're playing a character for any length of time, that character will come out with a personality. I don't care how boring the player is. I don't care how introverted the player is. It will come out with a character. Watch the character. Listen to the character and build stuff around those. That's that's kind of standard advice, I know, for game masters. But how often do we take it really to heart? I mean, some, you know, there are people who do, and they have very successful games because you're tailoring the game to the characters. And that is a good thing. It, it takes, a, see, the thing is, it takes a while to get going because when you're starting a new campaign, you don't know these guys from Jack Robinson. And so you have to just make a few scenarios and see how they react. You test them out, basically. When I do a session zero character creation, I never just have a session zero. I, I try to make enough time to get the char characters created and then throw them into something. It doesn't have to be much, just can be an encounter or something in a tavern, in a bar, on the road, wherever, just to test their mettle and see how they do. I'm not trying to outright kill them, but I'm just curious to see how the characters shape up. And, you know, you got to do that. And so they shape up. You look at them and go, okay, hmm. And then just keep watching them. See, there, there's things like you should do like, well, you should always keep a copy of their character sheet or something like that. Me being a lazy DM, GM, I don't do that. Because that's their character, and I don't feel like really rewriting their character sheet. I guess I could have them like photocopy it or scan it or something, but after uh, playing for like three to five sessions, I pretty much know who's going to do what and where and how, and what their peccadillos are, what their quirks are, what their, what they care about. I mean, that whole section, that whole thing in the fifth edition player's handbook and from some of the the adventures where it talks about the player character background and what matters to them what allies do they have what do they fear what are they see that's all for like beginning players beginning gamers who are just coming to the hobby i'm not saying all for it but the whole point is that is there to get them to think about their character and I think the game master should pay attention to that too, because you got to realize how they think about. It. I mean, it's nice that they put that. I don't like doing it, because I played for thirty plus years, and I know how to whip up a character and make it interesting on my own. I don't need those charts there for it. In fact, they even give, for what I see, they even give incentive 
to some of the play, to the players, depending on what kind of background they choose, what kind of affiliates they choose, what kind of this, that. Well, that's all well and good. I don't need that. But the point is, as a game master, I should pay attention to what they're doing with it. If I'm running like a 5e game, or even if I'm not running a 5e game, and they're just, just watch them play. Watch the character come out. And once the character comes out, you can start tailoring adventures and stories to them. You know, it's a campaign, yes, but it's not your campaign. It's everyone's campaign. You set up the framework. It's, it's like the Amish building a barn. They raise the barn. The guy who owns the barn makes it his own. And so you raise the barn as a game master, then everybody else makes it their own. So that's, that's pretty much an analogy. It's like a, almost a reverse analogy, but, but that's what you got to start thinking about. You got to look at the character saying, oh, okay, this guy is afraid of kobolds. Well, let's do a kobold scenario and make it really interesting. Or, or if you are, have an existing scenario, even a module, and say, okay, how can I throw bits in there that will be tailored to char certain character or characters or the whole party? And just give them, in the scenario, their own little thing, you know, because that makes them, that makes them way more invested in the story and in the, in the game. So, remember, listen to your players, watch your players, observe your players. It can only benefit the game. It can only make your job easier. Because if they come up with stuff, that's one less thing you have to come up with. And there's enjoyment around the table. So take that, take that for what it's worth, and I hope it's worth something. But if it's not, oh well, keep listening to the show. <laughs> I gotta go start my day. So, okay, so the usual spiel here. If you want to talk about this with me or, or talk about anything else, you can drop me an email at oldmangrognar@gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thank you to my supporters, Jonathan Dorje, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Soares, Mark C. Walring, and Juan Carlos Llewellyn. You guys are great. And don't forget Mark C. Walring's podcast, The Yawning Albear. And I believe that the uh, Kickstarter for Tom Wilson's Off the Beaten Path City Excursions has ended. Congratulations. He's done very well with that. If you want to check it out, go see, go see the Kickstarter and find out when he's going to be releasing this stuff. Because he always releases it after fulfillment. Or you know, they, they even, some of them, some of the Kickstarters even have like where you can pre-order it after fulfillment, which would be nice. So, kickstarter.com. And until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm -hmm.